Friday Lunchtime Lectures at the Open Data Institute. Hello, I'm much more popular than I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to be in a little room with about 15 people at the ODI, but uh, apparently this is a subject that people want to know about. So today I want to talk about technology, business, and open data. So go all the way back, something to do with trains. 1898, the Lumia brothers showed their new technology, something allegedly very scary, although apparently that's, uh, it may have been a bit, of a, a bit of a story that everybody who saw that in the cinema suddenly jumped out of their seats and were scared of this picture of a train coming towards them. So um, I want to talk about something in my business that is also shocking but might not appear to be so shocking. This thing here. So, on the, on the face of it, this looks like something not very exciting. Uh, when it comes to my business, it's extremely exciting. Um, I work in data and information. So uh, our core thing that we do is uh, when you buy a house, you talk to a solicitor who helps you to put your purchase through. Uh, one of the things he does is he does a thing called the searches. So he asks the council whether there's uh, footpaths going across the land. He, um, or she, uh, asks... Uh, a company like mine to produce a report to say whether there are um, contaminated land or possible things that might have contaminated the land that you're about to buy. Uh, and um, which is the one on the left. Um, and we also report about whether your house might flood. All very important things to know before you fork out loads and loads of money on something. So um, we do things like that. Get data from the environment agency. Tell people whether your house is in a place that's going to be in a bad place. Don't spend your money on it. Or you know that there's going to be a risk. So what I wanted to talk about today was when, um, when suddenly that data becomes free and open for you to get hold of. Um, so, so up to now, if I was producing this thing, which is a contaminated land report, which has um, perhaps about 30 data sets, 40 data sets in, all of these data sets... I've had to, or the company has had to license from various different sources, had to do long agreements that might take about three months to get through, and then we have to fork out quite a lot of money for each data set, just to mention it. So um, we're working with people like the Environment Agency, uh, the old coal board stuff about where coal mines are, um, the... Uh, 
British Geological Survey uh, who tell you rock formations under the ground. Each of those people want a chunk of money every time it gets put into a report and passed on. But fair enough, we make quite a good business out of it. There's a supply chain which is sort of restricting the control of data and a company like ours is in position to pull all that stuff together into one place, pass it on to somebody else for a fee. But what happens uh, when something like High Speed 2 comes along and the data is suddenly free and available and open? So um, my, one of my directors uh, was, had conversations with High Speed 2 Limited about whether they were going to be releasing their data as open data or not. Um, I don't know whether that had an effect or whether it's just coincidence, but then they were thinking about it at the same time. But then suddenly I'm told, ah, High Speed 2 are going to release their data. They didn't tell me it's going to be open at that point. Uh, so they said, okay, here's, a, here's an advanced uh, set of data about High Speed 2, where the tracks are going to go. What can you do with it? So we were thinking, okay, well, what do we actually do? What, what we do, it's not just, we're not just putting the data in front of people. We're sort of answering a question for you. We're saying, like, what I'm actually answering, should I buy a house in this place? And uh, I would imagine if you're going to have a rail line going straight through the middle of your back garden, uh, it might not be a good idea. So I might want to be pre-warned for that. So um, we got going on the data. Um, and uh, we knew that we only had a short time to, to work on this. Um, but it's sort of rare in our business for suddenly new data sets to appear. And suddenly here was a new data set. Uh, and it was pretty refreshing, because we had to start thinking about how we're going to present this data, what it actually means what we can say, what conclusions we can make about it. So open data, you've got faster innovation. Um, the previous reports, these things, take months and months. If I want to do a new one, I've got at least three months of negotiating contracts. Um, so I've got ages to make the thing. Um, when, it, when the data's open, uh, I had about two or three weeks. <coughs> instead of three months. So we've got to move on. Luckily, I've built a system that you could do this sort of thing quite quickly on. Um, but when we released it, our competitors suddenly spotted this thing. Ah, they've done a new product. It only took them another three weeks to copy our product. So open data is going to change the game but for us, for information businesses, it's going to suddenly make everything an awful lot faster. So we had to start thinking about, well, well what else? What do we do? Why, why does, if, if you're going to buy this information that high-speed 2 are giving to, to me and I'm passing it on, well, what, what am I actually doing? Because the data is no longer the product. Whereas before... When there was like this tight control over it, then you couldn't really get it from anyone else. You had to pay me to get it, so I could be a bit lazy and I didn't have to add any value to it. 
But now I'm starting to think, well, what, what value do we add to that raw open data? So, and the first thing is, is, uh, is about interpretation, saying, okay, you've got to look at this data, someone's buying it, don't just provide them with regurgitate it back to them, tell them what it means to them. Um, and the second thing I found was that it started making the product more than just the thing itself, it was about the whole service that's provided. Um, so, if you imagine, if you go back to the, uh, the solicitor who's helping you buy your house, um, if that information about High Speed 2 is only on the website, he has to go and have a look. He has to know that he might have to have a go and have a look. And uh, some people were starting to offer services, which is almost like a, a letter-writing service, where the solicitor would have a letter written for them to the com rail company to ask them whether they were going to be anywhere near the property, which is, just seems ridiculous. So the value we're adding was the interpretation, but also the putting it into the right person's hands at the right time, making it so that they don't have to know that they have to go and look for it. We just tell them if it's going to be a problem or not. Seems really small, but it's actually one of the most important things. Um, the other thing I had was I'm already selling in these, so it's quite easy for me to say, do you want one of these as well, just on the package? So that's partly why today I don't mind telling you a lot about me using open data, because, and you could go and make the same thing. But I, because I've already got a, a, a channel to market, it's a lot, going to be a lot easier to be able to sell it. So, um, but I think there are a lot of new difficulties that are going to come up because we're trying to encourage people who weren't data providers before to be data providers. Up to now, um, if, I get, if I get paid for information from the environment agency, They've got a whole big setup because they, they make a lot of revenue out of getting, this, getting these sales coming in. Um, but for a rail company, who their core business, I mean, they must want to be getting on building rail tracks and designing those. They don't want to be in the business of having to provide people with data. Um, and I'm not even paying them for it. Whereas the other people, they're at least getting some money for it. So. Um, the general problems that I've started to find was, um, well, you get the data the first time. Yeah, hooray, excellent, I can make a product. But I have to continue. I have to have a, a service that I'm going to be able to do forever. My suppliers, if I suddenly say, oh, you know that report that you were selling to your clients and that I'm making in that product, oh, I can't give it to you anymore because the data update hasn't come. Someone hasn't provided the new bit. Um, there's some sort of things with just the general uh, formats changing, new fields coming in. Um, and I think, actually, I discovered from a, a, 
quirk of how the data is different. So um, if we're talking about rock formations under the ground, don't change very often. <laughs> if we're talking about uh, someone designing and building a railway system, um, well, they start from scratch with nothing, so they've got some rough plans. And then as their project is going on, they're going to be uh, um, getting more and more detail in, in their raw data and how they hold it. So it's likely that the stuff they provide me is going to be slightly different because it's going to be more detailed, they're going to know more stuff. So suddenly I've got this varying thing coming along, varying data set keeps changing. Um, then there are things like uh, important announcements. So um, with High Speed 2, obviously, there are a lot of people very concerned about where this track is going to go, who it's going to affect. Um, when they had the announcement of uh, the, the solid, where exactly the phase one was going to go, um, the next day, someone rang up one of my customers, why isn't the data in? It's like, well, you know, they're probably not going to tell me in advance of telling Parliament. So you might, you might have to wait a little bit before I get the data. Also, they might be a bit busy. Um, they're not so worried about me because, well, firstly, firstly, it's not their core business to provide data. And secondly, I'm not even paying them. They're doing it for nothing. Um, but then again, are they doing it for absolutely nothing? Um, if I didn't provide the service of telling the solicitors where the tracks were, where there's going to be a problem, then those solicitors might be contacting High Speed 2. They might be tying up lots of people at that company. So, in a way, I'm sort of doing them an, an opportunity benefit. So it's things, it's work they don't have to do. But that doesn't show up very well when you think about money. It's like, if someone's actually handing some cash over to you, you notice. If someone's saving you from not having to spend some money, you don't really notice that as much. So, um, and there are, there are other things with people being data suppliers. They learn after, after a while that uh, the people who are going to use it need to have alerts, they need to be told in a timely manner, they need to know if the data's changed. So we were getting into a position where we were thinking, we're going to have to pay somebody to go and visit the website every day or every month to go and see if things have changed. Because we're going to look pretty stupid if uh, there's been a, uh, a change to it. As it is, things like High Speed 2, tends to hit the news. So there'll be a big announcement. We go, ah, right, we've got to watch out. There might be some data coming. Um, but what, I've, what we've done with this report is it's high-speed two at the front. Uh, and now I've got Crossrail. I've got stuff from uh, the Department of Energy and Climate Change, DEC. So we're telling people about wind farms, telling people about uh, oil, um, exploration, because uh, lots of people want to know where fracking might be. Um, so the more different places I'm starting to pull this information in, and one of the benefits I had was this is all in one place for somebody else to get, 
I've got this problem of having to check all these different data sources who aren't professional. It's not their job to... They probably are professionals, so... <laughs> uh, but it's not, it's not their core job to be providing this information. Whereas lots of other places that already do provide data have people set up, there's a budget, they earn money from it, everything ticks over, everybody's happy. So, I hope in my, my rambling way, I talked about three different things. I talked about open data means much faster innovation. Products can be created in weeks rather than months. But it also means that your competitors can do the same. They can copy what you've done just at the drop of a hat. So what are you going to do to be different? Um, and this has been really good in our business because we've started thinking about our core stuff and saying, okay, let's not, let's not be lazy and just pay for some information, put them together, pass them on. What are we going to do to earn our money? Um, because if I think to the future, I think, well, what happens if all of our other data suppliers then make their data open? Um, because people like the Environment Agency are already making inroads into that, which is great. Um, so it's sort of shocking our business into doing something better, thinking more about our stuff. But there's also a whole new load of difficulties with us making all of these different government departments, people, uh, maybe private businesses, turning them into data, data providers. And how are we going to cope with that in the future? So um, there's my train again. What I want to know is... Is this open data train coming to run us over? So a business like ours, which is the incumbent providing data and information, are there new startups going to be popping up who are just going to do the same thing that we do but better? Uh, and without all the hassle of uh, negotiating licenses and dealing with all the problems? Uh, or is it a brave new world and everything's going to be all exciting? So thank you very much. You've been listening to a Friday Lunchtime Lecture, brought to you by the Open Data Institute.